0: everybody. Welcome to the first episode of my podcast. I'm not sure what I'm going to call it yet. Probably like getting chaps or something like that. But this is the first episode. So we're just going to see kind of how it goes. But I want to give a shout out to the good people over at Pepto Bismol for sponsoring this first episode. Pepto Bismol has been a lifesaver for me. Um, when I started out in the Twitter business, everybody knows that um, your boy has had diarrhea since Easter of 2007, and without Pepto, my life would be a complete and utter joke. Um, I would have ring sting beyond repair, and I would probably walk around with lotion in and around my butt crack at all times. So thanks to the people at Pepto for getting over at Costco so I can get the 32-ounce variety and just pick up a couple of those a week. So pick up some Pepto if you have diarrhea. This podcast is going to be about um, a bunch of different things. I'm not just going to focus on sports. Uh, I know a lot of you guys listen to sports podcasts all the time, but that's not going to be what this is about. I'm going to have several different guests throughout the time, and I'm going to try to do my best to keep it under 30 minutes. Um, If you can hear scratching noises, I apologize. I have a really, really itchy nipple today. Um, that kind of was what brought out my nipple rant on Twitter. My wife constantly makes fun of me for scratching my boobs and she thinks that I'm doing it um, to bring attention to my muscles, I guess. She thinks that I like am caressing my bosom after like chest day. But truth be known, like there's something about the shirts that I wear. I, th- I wear like these Nike dry fit shirts or tank tops. And something about it like hits my nipple just right, like right on the edge. And I have like really small nipples anyway, and I've always been kind of sensitive about it. Um, like even when I'm a bigger guy, like I weigh 215, and I'm a bigger guy, but I probably have the nipples of somebody that weighs, I don't know, like 95 to 110 pounds. Like if you did a pole side-by-side side of like an eight-year-old boy maybe even younger, maybe like a five-year-old boy nipple, and then my nipple, without the tattoo scene, you would probably pick the five-year-old boy nipple belonged to me and that my very small nipples belonged to the five-year-old boy. But my nipples, they they are the small ones, like usually. Like nine times out of I've seen some infants with, like, nipples smaller than mine. Like, you know, like when a baby's first born, the nipples are still kind of, like, clear because they're not really totally there yet but they're still kind of there um that's kind of what i'm working with like the just just got color newborn nipple is what i have so i know a lot of people on twitter felt the same way um when i tweeted out rt if you've been nipple shamed there's a there's a lot of people that responded and i don't think it's right you know like we talk about cyberbullying constantly, but nobody ever really has the courage, until I did it, I think, Um, nobody has the courage to talk about nipple-shaming culture, and it's a big deal, whether it be big or small. Um, A nipple is a nipple, and it gets really emotional for a lot of people. It's a hurtful thing. Like, if you polled most high school boys, I would say that the things that they're most nervous about in the locker room for the first time, maybe it's middle school, I don't remember when you first changed. But one, it's probably penis size. And two, nipples. Um, Everybody's just really self-conscious about their nipples. And I think we should break that together. I mean, I don't know how we're going to do it, but we can talk about it. Um, We can spend hours probably talking about nipple shaming. But I think that's probably enough for today. Um, But I do want to also talk about swim shirts because swim shirts are great, man. Like I'm a super pale dude. Like, I don't really look pale, I don't think. Like, I don't look like powder where you would, like, come up to me in the mall and be like, dude, chaps, you look really, really pale today. Like, are you sick? But I'm pale enough where I get fried within, like, 10 minutes of being outside without a shirt on. Like, I was getting my boat ready. Um, hashtag bragged. I was getting my boat ready to go out on the lake and just putting, like, my coolers and stuff in there and, like, prepping the engine I came back inside and I was already a little red. And so, but I didn't notice it until we got back. And I took my shirt off when I got home. And I was like, dang, I don't think my swim shirt worked that well. Um, I still got a little bit of sunburn. But then my wife had figured out that it was probably from the 10 minutes that I was outside doing like boat work um, prep. So I got this swim shirt from. Amazon, and it's completely changed my life. Swimshirt City is where I'll be, and it's really like really taken off right now. Like lots of people are like, "Chaps, where'd you get that swim shirt, dude? You look like a total badass." And I'm like, "I know, like I got it from Amazon." So if you want to pick one up and join the movement, get on before it's too late. Like there's two movements that I'm a part of right now that I think are really going to take off. One being the jaguars, and two swim so, swimsuit culture. In general, um, but mostly going to be Swim Shirt City. Um, some questions that people's had about Swim shirts, like, do you need a thick one? Like, I don't think so. Like, you just got to get the one that has a UV protection. Um, a mistake that you want, you want it to be the point where you almost can't breathe. Like, if you look in my avatar, you can see how tight it is. And you're like, well, chaps, doesn't that kind of go against what you were talking about with nipple culture? Because if you would scroll down in the abbey just a little bit, you could probably see like the little tiniest of baby toe nipples like pointing out. Um, but if you use a bigger shirt, like a, a bigger shirt that's a little bit loose as a swim shirt, your nipple chafing is going to be out of control. Like you won't, trust me, you're going to need lots of lotion to get that bad boy right. So I think that's, I don't understand how the two topics both went with nipples today. There probably won't be as much nipple talk in the next episode, but I can't I can't really predict the will of the people. It's really going to be what the people want. So tell me what you want me to talk about. And if you want me to bring this issue up again where we can constantly talk about nipples, then then we will. Um, but people talk about tans. Like there's a lot of people who say I don't want to wear a swim shirt because I'm not going to get a chan- a tan. No one gives the first shit if you're tanned. Only you. Like, you are the only person that cares if you're tanned. And most people don't even look better when they're tanned. I don't think. Like, you go out and you're going to get burned. You can barely move around. Like, congratulations. To me, a suntan is like an idiot trophy. Like, you want to be super tan so you can be in pain just so somebody says, oh, wow, their skin is a little bit darker. No, don't do that. No one cares if you're tan. Like your significant other, when you take your clothes off, if you're naked, that's what they care about. They're not like, hmm, I would really like his or her body a little bit better if they put a a little bit of a tan on it. No. Remember how hot Rose was in Titanic? And she was pale as all get out. No one cares. Rose was hot. Rose was so hot that Leo didn't even push her off the little wood thing that was floating. So if it's good enough for Leo when he was in Titanic with Rose... It's good enough for you, and it's good enough for your significant other. And if they don't like it, they probably don't love you as much as Leo loved Rose. That's just facts. to give you a heads up, so this isn't going to be a kind of podcast where I just sit down and talk for like 30 minutes or so, like I'm going to like do stuff in between, and just instead of going on like long Twitter rants like I usually do, I'm just going to come in here and kind of talk to you guys, Um, so like I was thinking when I was walking around, like why people, especially men, like why men have this, I guess it's being self-conscious about admitting that they like to take a bath or are scared to. Um, for me, I love a good bath. like I will bathe my ass off like and you, know, you you guys know if you follow me on Twitter you know that I'll I'll tweet like out hashtag chap's bath where you can ask me questions and stuff like that. But a bath is just so damn relaxing and I think what it really stems from I mean I, I've always kind of been a bath guy, but more so after I came back from Iraq, I was a bath dude because like I wasn't fully engulfed in water for like nine months so when I came back all I wanted to do the very first thing I did um, when I was on my way back to Japan after Iraq well this is a crazy story I guess it's a good segue so when I first got back from Iraq I deployed to Iraq from Japan so um, we leave Iraq and then we fly to Germany and then to North Carolina and then San Diego, where I had to stay for like two weeks to do um, like debriefing and everything before I actually went back to my home base in Japan. So I'm getting ready to go. I hadn't been home in like nine or ten months, and I'm fucking stoked to get back to where um, I lived at, like where all my stuff at, where my daughter was at. I hadn't seen my daughter um, in damn near ten months, so I was ready to ready to go back. So I have my dog. Um, For those of you that don't know, I was a military working dog handler that was trained to find the, I trained the dogs to find explosives and stuff like that. So I have my dog, I have my weapons, I had like three weapons that I had to bring back with me, and I'm getting ready to go. So I put my stuff on the little conveyor belt, my dog gets checked in, and I'm ready to roll. I'm ready to go on like, I think it's like a 12 or 13 hour flight from San Diego to Tokyo, where I was going. So we're in the air, and I'm sitting in first class, loving it. Um, They bumped me up to first class, so I'm like totally chilling, drinking a beer, having a good time. I know I'm gonna get like kind of hammered in the first like hour and a half, so I can just kind of pass out and not have to deal with. I'm on a plane for 12 or 13 hours, and being in first class, they give you better selection. Like I had dope wine, and I had some um, pretty good vodka. And at the time, I really liked gin and tonics, so I was drinking a ton of gin and tonics. Well, we're in the air for like forty five minutes, and the flight attendant comes up, and they're like, "Excuse me, sir, uh, we have a problem." And I'm thinking, "Okay, like, what possibly could I do? Like, at this height, you know, like we're already out over the Pacific at this time." And the lady tells me, "Well, your dog is on his way to Osaka, Japan. They put him on a different." flight and your guns are on their way to South Korea. So I'm just thinking shit, man. Like, so I'm on this plane, have to go another 10 hours. I can't call anybody. And my dog, um, who's an attack dog as well, has like a sign on the front of his cage. That's like, do not let out under any circumstances. Attack dog will attack if opened by another person, you know, like that. It didn't say that exactly, but that kind of thing, um, Just basically, beware, my dog will eat your ass. So I'm thinking, how the fuck am I going to get to this other city in Japan and let my dog out uh, whenever I get there? So I'm going to get to Tokyo, and he's going to be in Osaka, Japan, which is a pretty decent little haul away. So I get to Japan, and then I have to take this long-ass train ride to Osaka. I don't even remember how long it was but they're like we're sorry the airport's locked down when i get there so i had flown for 12 or 13 hours and then i took the 2 or 3 hour plane ride to where, or train ride to where i needed to go and then when i finally get there they're like the airport's locked down in the section that you're in because they didn't have the correct paperwork cuz they have to the dog has to go through like a veterinarian screening with um, to make sure that they have all the vaccines and everything to get into a foreign country so i can't see psycho my dog for another 7 or 8 hours. So they're like we're going to put you in um, a hotel. And you can come in first thing in the morning. So I'm thinking it's going to be some really shitty hotel. And it wasn't. It was like a 5 star hotel. Like the nicest hotel in the city. And I get to my room and I'm like okay this kind of made it worth it. Like it's this huge, huge bathtub. Um, that's it's just enormous. Like I can lay down in the whole thing. It's like a mini swimming pool more so than a bathtub. And I remember thinking, this is the first time that I had fully engulfed myself in water um, since before I left. So I'm just like, holy shit, man, this is incredible. And then I think about my poor dog who's sitting somewhere in a hotel or in the lobby of the airport, just chained the fuck up like inside his little kennel and he can't get out. And so when I go there the next morning, (laughs) my dog gives me like the most you're an asshole look I've ever seen in my life. And I pull him out, and the dude like pisses like a river, man. Like, he, I'm talking like a 45 second long, straight, hard, super soaker stream piss. And he just, it's like he won't even look at me. Like, he's so upset about it. So, um, that was really a long winded way to say I, I'm a bath dude. I always will be. Um, but I asked, got asked the question, and that's why I'm talking about it now whose bathwater would I least want to bathe in after they're done? And, there's so many people, I mean, I can't really think of anybody that I would like, yeah, I want to bathe in their bathwater after they're finished, um, but for some reason, and I, I think I've talked about it before, I'll just do like a top top three or four people that I wouldn't want to bathe after, and for various reasons. Um, one, right now, just because I see him all the time on TV, Bernie Sanders Bernie Sanders looks like uh, he he doesn't or can't quite wipe his ass all the way. Like he's all always kind of like hunched over the podium. So like you look at his hair and you know his hair is like always frazzled. So somebody that has, in my personal experience, somebody that always has frazzled frazzled hair has really bad uh, butthole hygiene. So Bernie Sanders has the most frazzled hair probably of anybody really popular right now so i would say that bernie sanders would bathe and there would be on a conservative estimate like i think he probably has like two inch like butthole hair so a two inch butthole hair would probably lend itself to dingleberries pretty bad um so i think that per per person i would think that bernie sanders have a really high dingleberry count so I wouldn't want to take a bath after somebody that I already suspect has a lot of dingleberries. Because you can't always know just based on looks alone, like who has a bunch of dingleberries. Because I'm sure there are some people out there that you wouldn't think they do, um, but they do. But Bernie Sanders, I would I would almost bet the farm that Bernie has like a, a much higher than average dingleberry count. So that would be one. Um... Two, I'm really concerned about Andrew Luck. I think Andrew Luck also. I I don't think that Andrew Luck is the type of guy that has shaved his pubes ever. He just looks like somebody that would just let it fly. And for some reason, I think that he would get like a lot of pee in his pubes, so there would be like a lot of urine factor. Like you gotta really look at who has good bathroom hygiene to know who you're going to take a bath after. Um, Three would be Chris Christie, just because I think he would be really sweaty, and there's no way that even if he took like a pre-shower that he can get, I mean, if you've seen the white pants photo, I don't know if you know what I'm talking about, the white pants, like he's got like a really big, I don't know if there's a word for a female, like the female or the male version of a fupa. I guess it'd be like a a dupa or a, a fidupa a fat upper dick area a fooda all right so it's a fooda so i don't think he could get all the sweat out so you're talking about lots of groin sweat floating around in there and groin sweat is different from any other kind of sweat because it's like thicker almost it's almost like a paste like a butter um medically speaking it's like a a sweat butter so i would i would steer clear of chris christie as well and four um, I don't even know if I should say it. Cause I think it's kind of, it's kind of insulting. Um, but my dad, I wouldn't want to from my dad, because that's just weird. Like being in the same as my dad and my dad's like a truck driver. So I think there's, um, well in the past anyway, I think there would have been like a pretty high, um, masturbation count and I don't want to bathe in like any leftover like semen you know that'd be kind of gross so and i don't really appreciate you guys bringing that up that's kind of inappropriate um yeah so that was kind of fucked up i'm gonna take a break all right i'm not sure if this is going to turn into like a full-fledged part or not but i'd be remiss right now if i didn't uh admit that in the last little segment i took uh, i'm going to take the l on it i'm going to take the big loss on that one because I said it would be a fat upper dick area and I didn't even realize that it should be a homonym and it should both be fupa because you can just easily exchange um, penis for dick and it would still be fat upper penis area. Um, so that's it's embarrassing and I promise that I'm going to get better on that. Um, I don't really know how that happened. Our research team is really looking into it but it sh- I should have said fupa as well for Chris Christie. and. I also want to issue the first formal Chaps Podcast apology to all the Twitter users who referred to Chris Christie's FUPA as a FUPA because silently and um, probably to a dangerous level, I judged you for misusing FUPA when you should have used FUTA. And you were correct, and I, I was wrong. And I'm not too big to, to admit that I was wrong because very clearly I was there. I'm not going to go back and correct it and edit it out because we need to see that we learn from each other's mistakes. And that's one of the goals that I have for this podcast is that we're going to learn from each other's mistakes. So if you're using FUPA in reference to a man who also has a fat upper private area, it could be private area too if you don't want to be vulgar. Like if you get called out in like a meeting, if you're like, well, I don't know if we should go with this candidate for the hire because they have a FUPA and people are like, whoa. The P in that means either penis or pussy. You could say, no, sir or ma'am, it doesn't. It can also mean privates, which is the professional way to say that somebody has a fat upper private area. You could do that in business settings. So we're learning together as we go. All right, so naturally the next question that we're going to talk about today is, if I was going to fight a president, which president would I pick? And I mean, a lot of people are going to say, oh, chaps, don't pick on Teddy Roosevelt because he was in a wheelchair. I'm not. Like, I'm not going to do that. Like, I know that he had limitations. And I'm not even sure if he was in a wheelchair. Like, that's just who's coming to mind. I've only been to D.C. a couple times. Like, to, I know that there's a president that, like, right, rode around in a wheelchair. And I'm pretty sure it was Teddy. But... It might not have been Teddy, because I thought that Teddy was also a hunter. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say that it wasn't actually Teddy that was in um, a wheelchair. And if he was, so what? Maybe he hunted um, from a wheelchair. I was going to type it out, but I think you can hear me clicking, and that'd be embarrassing. So it also gave it away that I don't really know which president was in a wheelchair. And that's twice in the first... Episode that I've been like brutally, brutally embarrassed. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to recover and really move on, but anyways, yeah. if it was Teddy Roosevelt that was in a wheelchair, I wouldn't fight him anyway. That's not who I would go after. Um, I wouldn't go after Jimmy Carter just because that's that's kind of too easy. Uh, Jimmy just didn't seem like the smartest of presidents. So maybe he got to the top by being like a brute force and he was like really kicking ass and that's how he rose to prominence in Georgia. Because Georgia's pretty good on having like tough guys and people that aren't going to back down as their as their leader. So maybe Jimmy Carter could give me a run for my money. I mean, if he wants to challenge me now, I'm not going to back down from it. Like if Jimmy Carter's listening and Jimmy's like, nah, man, I'm going to fuck you up, like bring it, Jimmy. Like, I'm not going to back down. So, if Jimmy Carter wants to fight me, he can. And I don't have a problem with that. Um, it'll be all good fun. We could put it up for charity or whatever we need to do to, to make that happen. But I'm willing. Um, but in history, if I was going to fight anyone, it would. I'd probably pick one of the finding, founding fathers, honestly, because um, they did some pretty messed up stuff and they get praised a lot. I think it's going to be kind of how Um, this current generation is going to view LeBron James. Like, LeBron has got multiple MVPs and now multiple rings, but they're going to forget about the time that he was with Cleveland the first time and known kind of more as a choke artist than the champion. So I feel that's the way that the Founding Fathers are, that they did so much stuff that was messed up, but like, oh, look, dude, you're on Mount Rushmore, so everything that you did must be really awesome. So if I had to pick, like a Mount Rushmore of presidents that I would want to fight, I would probably pick all of the dudes that are on Mount Rushmore. Like the one that would give me the most pause would be Lincoln. Uh, I think Lincoln was six four. So he's got some reach on me. I'm only six foot, so I'd have to really watch if he was a Southpaw. Uh that might give me an issue just in past sparring. I've had trouble more with Southpaws. Um not really worried about Washington Uh, I think that he's more of, I mean, if you look at the way that he's standing on that painting of him crossing the Delaware river, like he doesn't look like he's that balanced. So I feel like he would be primed to get taken down and grounded and pounded. So just for showman's sake and for pay-per-view views, I think I would, I would go with George Washington. I think I could really, I think I would pound him, honestly, uh, and it wouldn't be much. I hope Martha wouldn't come to the show if we were going to fight. If I was going to fight Washington, I hope she wouldn't go. So that answers that age-long question of if who would, who would you fight if you had to fight a president. I would whoop the shit out of George Washington. It's just one of those days. Everybody sucks. You don't really know why, but you want to justify ripping someone's All right, programming note. Um, I just went back and, and looked it up. It was actually Franklin Roosevelt that was in a wheelchair, so my apologies to Teddy um, and everyone in his family if I said something that was offensive. Um, I actually looked it up, and Franklin Roosevelt did it because he had polio. Uh, I didn't know that. He had polio and so that we kind of have something in common. I mean, not that I have polio, and also I'm going to use this moment as uh, a chance to talk to Jay Cutler and his wife to vaccinate their damn kids. But uh, my grandpa had polio, and he's like in his 80s and still kicking ass. So, and he's not in a wheelchair. So, I mean, in my opinion, like my grandpa beat the shit out of polio more than. Franklin Roosevelt did, so maybe my grandpa Roscoe should have actually been president. Um, That's just kind of what I think on that, that my grandpa was more of a badass than Franklin Roosevelt. So I think my grandpa could have whooped Franklin Roosevelt's ass, and I probably would have beat Teddy and George Washington at the same time. Um, So if they wanted to do like a three-way, I probably said that wrong. I don't want to do a three-way with my grandpa and uh, Franklin Roosevelt that's one of the that's one of the last things i actually want to do so um on that note we'll end we'll end the podcast um i'm gonna try to do it every two weeks or no nope said that wrong two times every week i'm gonna try to do it one time it'll probably be just me and then the other time i'm gonna try to have some guests so we'll get this thing thing figured out and hopefully this will be the worst episode ever but probably not um it's probably all down here hill from here, honestly. All right, later.